Hey guys, welcome back to Make Money Count. If it's your first time tuning in, make sure to hit the like and subscribe button. And if it's not your first time tuning in, I think you should still hit it uh, if you haven't hit it yet. Hit it. Hit it. Hit it now. So Marcus, recently you talked to some realtors. So we spoke about a whole bunch of stuff. Yes. Um, and it all kind of stems from the inflation report that came out in the middle of October. Um, and we expect that there will be a new report coming out in the next week or two. Mm-hmm. Um, next week, within the next week. Um, and I expect that we're going to see CPI even lower for the month of October. Um, but we broke down the CPI number and we, like we do here often. And um, if you remove uh, mortgage interest. Just to make sure that people are following, if they don't know, what does CPI mean? Core price inflation. Okay. Yeah. It's like a basket of goods mm-hmm. um, and how the year over year, month over month prices of those goods has changed. Perfect. Have they gone up? Have they gone down? And the percentage change of those items. And it's done by StatsCan. Mm-hmm. And you can add and remove different components of the CPI. Right. So that's what we do, right? Right. Um, and on this slide, you can see that if you remove mortgage interest, our annual rate of inflation is actually 2.9%. And if you look at just what households are spending, it's actually 1.1%. The effect of high interest rates on people's wallet is obviously doing its job right now. Right. And the major components of inflation are found in mortgage interest and shelter costs, gasoline prices, and food prices. Right. So gas prices we can't control. Shelter and inf- um, mortgage interest costs are a direct result of the increased interest rates that we're seeing in the economy. Mm-hmm. And food prices are a direct result of the amount of profit uh, Loblaws wants to earn on an annual basis without uh, being investigated. Although they are being investigated now. Right. All right, why don't we have a look at the next slide? Lots of bad news. Business insolvencies are at a 10-year high. You know how horrible that is for the economy? Yeah. The fact that like Canada is run on small businesses. And there is so little support for small businesses right now. Interest rates have risen. A lot of companies operate on their lines of credit. Those mm-hmm. lines of credit would have gone from 2% to 7%. Mm-hmm. And as a result, Businesses that are just trying to hold on can no longer hold on. Yeah. And we're seeing a lot of them go bankrupt. And there's a lot of knock-on effects of that. Just like when a business opens up in, the, in a neighborhood, it has a, a pronounced economic benefit for that neighborhood. When a business closes, it's not just like a small business, not just the four or five employees that work at the coffee shop that lose their jobs. It's more than that. Right. right. It's the kind of ancillary businesses that feed that business. It's the people that, you know, use that business. So it has an effect on the overall economy greater than just the number of employees that have lost their jobs. So it's, it's, it's traumatic. It's bad for an economy and it has a negative impact on all of these kind of inflationary pressures that are being cited by the Bank of Canada. Right. Consumer spending. Mm. You can see it when you're out. Restaurants are not as full anymore. I'm spending less. Yeah. Everyone is spending less. Yeah. And I think, you know, this holiday season, we're going to see less spending. Mm-hmm. You can already see uh, travel 
is taking a hit. Mm -hmm. You know, the idea that everybody wanted to travel after COVID, people are pulling that back in now. Mm -hmm. And airlines are reducing prices. They got a lot more empty seats. Mm -hmm. Um, I think you're going to continue to see that trend as consumer spending continues to soften. Mm -hmm. And we're right now, uh, October was the fifth consecutive month of uh, decline. And that's not going to change. That's going to continue to decline. Unemployment, which is a key factor that gets referenced a lot by the Bank of Canada, reached 5.7%, and that's up almost 1% from April. We are losing jobs across the board. Uh, like it's, um, This is not like an AI taking your job story. This is an yeah, economy yeah. is shrinking, and um, you know there's less money circulating, and people are losing their jobs. That, that beginning of COVID number is crazy, eh? Yeah. That's wild. The problem is, is like that beginning of COVID number happened because people were getting paid to leave their jobs. Right. Right. right? So like if you were going to be unemployed, you were still going to earn your salary. Right. So sign me up. Yeah. Yeah. No, definitely. Right? And then let's pay all of these people this kind of universal basic income. And let's see, you know, let's, I mean, that was the, that literally at that point was at the time when the Bank of Canada was assuring people that inflation was transitory. Right. Don't worry, we want any type of inflation. Let's just get the inflation. And then this was a really interesting stat, just understanding that almost half of Canada's GDP, like almost half of our economy is housing and housing related, bigger than manufacturing, bigger than oil and gas, bigger than finance and insurance. It is almost $300 billion, right? Like it is, it is such a massive part of our economy mm -hmm. and like three out of four, more than over three out of four Canadians feel that their wealth is tied into that home. Right. So when you see these news articles getting lobbed out there that like Canadians want home ownership to be more affordable. Yeah. Canadians don't want their, the price of their home to drop. Right. Right. Canadians would like to see interest rates come off. Right. Right. But home ownership affordability at the expense of a massively devalued housing market will greatly impact the way Canadians feel and their ability to spend money. And it will cause a far greater problem in our country. Right. right? So like, it's important to be cognizant of the way the economy is structured. We talk about this a lot. Canada has mortgages that mature every five years, usually, mm -hmm. right? Like you could take a 10 year, you could take a seven year. But if on average, you know, we have these mortgages that are maturing every five years, that means that every single year, a certain number, a certain percentage of all of the mortgages going to mature. Mm -hmm. So if there's five years of mortgages, that means that every year, 20, about 20% 20 of the right. mortgages are maturing. That's about one and a half million mortgages that are maturing every single year. So over 100,000, 120,000 homeowners are renewing their mortgage every single month. Right. And every single month, those homeowners are realizing they have significantly less disposable income and every single month the effect of these higher interest rates further and further bakes itself into the economy affecting more and more Canadians and further and further decreasing 
the contribution of housing to GDP. Right. In addition, we know it's affecting a whole bunch of other segments of the economy because the share of wallet that the consumer has decreasing. Right. Interest rates are pushing down GTA sales and prices. The real estate market in Toronto is dead. We are definitely now in a buyer's market in real estate, but there really aren't any buyers. We are seeing listings up. We are seeing the number of active listings up 50% year over year. It's a big number. Yeah. It means that they're sitting. A lot of properties are sitting. Um, and then because this is from Treb, they say that average prices increase three and a half percent year over year. I, I don't know. I just, I don't, real estate prices are, there's definitely downward pressure on real estate prices. Right. I mean, you can see it. You yeah. can feel it. Um, and depending on when the pendulum of bond yields swings more towards, um, decreasing yields Mm -hmm. so bond prices going up uh, depending on when that occurs and how pronounced that is that will affect the real estate market in a really significant way because you have to understand like all of these people that we're looking to buy or sell or transact are just sitting on the sidelines right now like there's a natural number of transactions that kind of should be happening in a market. And I believe that we're below that natural number of transactions just because of all the fear in the market. If anything, interest rates have pushed a whole bunch of inventory into the market, but there really is no buyer for it. If I was going to make a call, I I understand that the central banks are telling us higher for longer, right? Like you've heard that one now? Yep. First it was the pivot and then it was the pause and the pivot. Now it's higher for longer. Yep. Well, I think higher for longer is also bullshit. Right. I think that higher for longer is just like, don't worry, inflation is transitory. I think that we are going to see interest rates come back down faster than even the market is expecting right now. Right. And towards the end of it, I'm going to show you the CDOR market, which we talk about a lot in our presentations. We talk about together and it moves constantly. And I'll show you what it looks like today. But on average, we're looking at like the expectation that within a year, rates will be 1% lower than they are right now. And I'm willing to bet that there, we're going to see them lower than that within 12 months. Right. Which is good news for a variable rate mortgage. So here's what we were, a little bit of what we were talking about, right? Like seasonally adjusted sales fell, right? So there's a seasonality to real estate. Yep. And so, you know, we kind of expect that this fall market heats up a little bit and then it slows down. But we are, by all measures, way lower than we should be at this point in time. 100%, yeah. Um, And then those renewals that we talk about all the time, right? One and a half million people are renewing their mortgage this year. And those people are all going to see significantly higher interest rates when they renew. And that is going to make the economy worse tomorrow than it is today. Every single day, the economy at at current interest rates, the economy gets worse. Every single day, every minute of every day, it gets worse until the moment that interest rates turn, right? That's the way you got to think about it. Yep. Um, And we know that the banks are kind of waving the warning flag because of the number, the sheer number and dollar volume of mortgages that they have that are negatively amortizing. Now, of course, the longer we go through this process, 
those negatively amortizing mortgages are going to come out of their current product and they're going to go into a new product and that's going to be a payment shock for the customer. Right. And it's no longer going to be a negatively amortizing mortgage on the book of the bank. But how many of those mortgages that are coming off of that, that book and to some estimations, it's like 20 to 25% of some of these banks' books of mortgages. How many of those consumers, of those borrowers, of those homeowners are going to be able to put up with a mortgage payment that's double what it was before? Right. Probably very low. Right. Very few. And, and the sacrifices that they will make in order to maintain that payment, right, in order to keep that house, will, 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 will dramatically impact the economy. Right. So as of today, the government of Canada bond yield is at 3.8%. The bond yield reached like a height of close to four and a half. Um, and that was not long ago. It was like the end of October. Mm-hmm. We are seeing bond yields come off. Okay. When bond yields come down, it means that the price of bonds increase. Mm-hmm. If you want to make money in the bond market right now, you would buy bonds. You buy bonds right now mm-hmm. that yield 3.8%. In the future, people will buy those bonds from you and they will not require a 3.8% yield. Right. They will say, you know what? I'm willing to put my money in these bonds at 3%. And that difference in the price of a bond, 80 basis points, mm-hmm. you will capture. Right. That's like bond trading. Right? right. Yeah. Yeah. So an investment now in bonds continues to seem like a very wise place to put your money. Right. Because all everything we're seeing, with the exception of some verbiage that's coming out of the Bank of Canada, right? Like the Bank of Canada is telling us rates need to be higher for longer. Mm-hmm. But they're saying that to us as a tool. They're actually saying rates need to be higher for longer so that the economy doesn't start thinking that interest rates are going to come down and therefore start spending a little more in anticipation of that. Right. right? It's like market mind games. For sure. Yeah. They yeah. call it Fed speak. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. Like back in the day when Alan Greenspan was the chairman of Federal Reserve, they call it Fed speak. Right. So like I love the bond yields, right? Like I always cite what's going on in the bond market. I think that it's a great indicator of what the market expects. I think that the more bad information that comes out, the more you're going to see those bond yields come down. Right. And there is not a lot of good information on the horizon, especially considering we're going to leave interest rates where they are. Mm -hmm. You know what I like even more than I like the bond yields? This chart right here. Oh my God, the C-Door market. It is a pretty exciting chart. I love the C-Door market. Now, as we sit here, mm-hmm. there is an 80% chance. So this in the C-Door market, which is a, a similar to the bond market, mm-hmm. where people buy and sell the probability basically of interest rates from the Bank of Canada going down in the future. Mm-hmm. There is an 80% chance that in March, interest rates will be 25 basis points lower. Which is great. Yeah. It's probably not going to happen. Mm-hmm. Probably not going to happen. But there is a 74% chance that in June, there'll be 50 basis points lower. I think that in June, rates will be 25 basis points lower. Right. But I think that in September and December, we're going to see more dramatic rate drops. And the CDOR market is telling us that in December of 2024, 
It's almost a year away now, right? Mm-hmm. A little bit more than a year away. They're predicting as of today, and this market changes like constantly, but as of today, 76% chance that we're going to be one percentage point lower. Oh. So do you think that's going to happen? Um, I think that we, yes, I think that's going to happen. Um, I think that if anything, we could be a little bit lower, maybe like another 25 basis points lower, but at 1% sounds about right to me. Now, this has been right. fluctuating quite a bit. I think that in 2025, we're going to see another 1% come off. Like, I think it's more likely that the Bank of Canada holds firm a little longer in 2024 than, you know, like I think that 2024, the Bank of Canada will myopically allow more pain to come into the market for fear of inflation. Um, but I think that our inflation readings will continue to reinforce that our economy is crumbling. Right. That, that consumer spending is way down. And then the other problem is, and we spoke about this, like I used to talk about this like in 2008. If you're like, okay, we don't want overly active central banks. Central banks don't want to be overly active and consumers don't want central banks to be overly active. If a, if a central bank is overly active, it means that they're not doing their job properly. Right. right. And whenever a central bank's engaged in either too much stimulus or too much tightening in an economy, like too much of raising rates, too much of decreasing rates, whenever they're, you know, too much quantitative easing or quantitative tightening, they don't want to be doing it. And it's too dramatic of an impact on the economy. Right. It's also expensive. Right. And if we kill our economy, <clears throat> which is the path we're going down right now with high interest rates, we will have to then more dramatically decrease interest rates to revive our economy. Right. It's like scrambling. Yeah. Get back involved in, like we just we're going through a period of quantitative tightening. Then we get to start quantitative easing. Easing. So you have to think like <clears throat> there are a lot of levers that governments and central banks can can utilize to affect change on the direction of where an economy is going. They really, I mean, like we know the mandate is to keep inflation at two percent, to keep an economy growing at two percent. That's the mandate, right? And they use all the tools that they can to kind of steer it onto that mandate. Um, the problem is, is that we, we, we have this predisposition to overreact and overcorrect. And inherently in the data points, the Bank of Canada is looking at inflation off of CPI, which is a lagging indicator. Right. We need to be more closely looking at the contrib contributing factors into that inflation number. So to take anything from what we're talking about today is that 2025 banks, uh, the Bank of Canada is going to, rates are going to be lower than even what the CDOR market predicts. Correct, yeah. 2024 is going to be a difficult year because there's going to be a stubbornness with our monetary policy that will leave it too high. Like I expect in 2024, we'll be complaining like, oh man, the Bank of Canada needs to drop interest rates. Right. And then we'll see them come down and then we'll start seeing them come down faster than what we anticipated. Right. That's kind of that thinking is already creeping into the economy now, creeping right. into the mindset of the market now. So for sure, I mean, I hate saying for sure because different mortgage products affect different borrowers, 
but I don't know how you can avoid a variable rate mortgage if you're looking for a mortgage right now. Monitoring the CDOR market, monitoring the bond yields mm-hmm. gives the Canadian consumer a really informed look at what product they should choose. Right. With mortgage rates at 7% and people holding a lot of debt, any decision that they make today can make such a dramatic impact on their financial health going forward. Mm-hmm. So it's important. Good show today. Thank you. I missed I missed being here. I'm happy to be here. Thanks so much for tuning in, guys. Make sure to hit the like and subscribe button. And if you have any questions for Marcus or myself, don't forget to put them in the comment section. Um, hit us up on Facebook, Instagram. You know where to find us and uh, we'll be in touch. Looking forward to talking again.